This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. As well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the Steel Wars Colin Show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And did everyone else listening hear the opening music start real slow and then speed up or was that just me? Am I going crazy? Is it too much? Am I talking to anyone on the radio that's not the radio on the internet talking? The music's going slow. Time is slowing down. What's happening? Is this a way to open a podcast? All right. Over the next hour and a half, we will be talking Star Wars and also taking your calls from around the world. If you are um, in America, you can call in on 646-668-8360. If you are out of America or some people have good plans that they can just ring America, but if you're not one of those people, I suggest Skyping in. And to Skype in, you just have to add a plus one or set it to calling America. And it's the same number, 646-668-8360. Also, we have the Patreon Fast Pass. We have some awesome supporters of the Steel Wars podcast that chuck in a couple bucks each month to get extra bonus content. And also... Beat the queue to call in. And so that is an easy way to get to the front of the queue. We've got a few people on hold. The chat room is bustling with a lot of the uh, normal, the usual suspects. I was going to say the normal suspects. And um, I, Scott Game, has, has got some red font going in the chat room. So he is standing out. Good luck with that Scott, I hope you've got game. And we're just waiting for Halls to call back in. But uh, I will tell you what, it's Saturday afternoon here in LA. I did the making Star Wars is now this podcasting last night. That will be up on Monday. And it was super fun. A lot more information about that visceral Star Wars game coming out. We talked about a couple of the characters. So some sizzle for there. And my vague memories include a lot of laughing. So that is great. Also, if you are on the YouTube, if you're one of those YouTube viewers, I know there's a couple of people out there on the planet using the YouTube. I'm on Jenny Nicholson's episode, her Screen Junkie show, Millennial Falcon. So we're talking Snoke theories. And I watched it just before and... It turned out pretty funny. Hawes Burkhart from the Blue Harvest podcast and Rogue One podcast for Wieners. Are you there, my friend? I am. How do I sound now? You sound beautiful, Hawes. Excellent. You sound like you're in great podcasting form, ready to go. What's going on? Not a lot, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm having a great day. I um, drove back from Costa Mesa after doing uh, Making Star Wars last night. And I've been running errands around LA because this is the weekend. It's July 4th weekend. So we've got a couple extra days to play with here. And I am finishing off my Star Wars displays around my desk. That's my goal. Jackie's in New York for the weekend. And... I went down to d- downtown LA to this old used shop fitting supplier and this lovely Korean lady runs this warehouse just filled with stuff like, like a real end of Raiders of the Lost Ark type warehouse of old shop fittings. And we went through and, and found some extra shelves and um, it was really cool. She was telling me, what are you going to use this for? Because I was saying, oh, the stuff's not that heavy that, that we need to put it on. So don't worry about that too much. And she's and I go, what are you going to use this for? And I'm going, oh, I just put some old toys on it. She goes, oh, Star Wars toys? And I go, yeah. He goes, oh, another man comes in. And he comes in, at, you know, we get his tax refund. And he buys shelves. 
and his toys make him really happy. So, yeah, Star Wars, it makes people happy, yeah? And I'm like, yeah, most of the time it makes people really happy. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's, that's awesome. good. She says, that's good. You're having fun with your toys. And I think she was sort of patting me on the head and going, good boy, spend money, leave, you weirdo. <laughs> and um, they also had, this was, this was the Will of the Force horse. When I was, I was going into a Disney store the other day to, I was with my friend and he was, he was over from Australia and he was getting all presents because we don't have Disney stores and, you know, they've got all the little dresses and stuff that light up, which are pretty sweet if you're into light up dresses. And I bought the Mendo figure, the director Krennic, you know, like the 12 inch doll. Oh, the one that's got like the real cloth costume and stuff. Oh yeah. Real cloth cape. Immeasurable. Yeah. Immeasurable cape. And... It was a measurable savings. It used to be like 35 bucks, and they'd knocked it down to like $9.07. Yeah, they're, like, they're clearing some of that Rogue One stuff out now. They're trying to make some room for Last Jedi stuff, I guess. We've got to get those Jedi Master Luke Skywalkers in there. And um, I was going to leave it in the box. You know, it's in a nice little box. But when I was in this old display uh, warehouse, they had these, like about five of them, they look like they're old Barbie stands or something because it's like a metal white stand and then it holds the figure around the waist to hold it up. Oh. And I was like, well, it's white, matches Mendo's cape. It's made for him. So tonight I'm going to be cracking my Mendo out of the box. He's going to be erect all evening. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, he's going to be standing up (laughs) because of the thing. All right. Sounds, sounds like Jackie uh, chose the perfect weekend to go to New York. <laughs> Gives you plenty of time with you and your erect Mendo. Yes, well, I, I think it's like while the mice is away, the cat and steel will play. So <laughs> me and my cat Jerry are having a great weekend together hanging out. But yeah, so I've got these extra shells and I'll put up some photos, but I've got like my box of unopened figure arts here. I've, I've got my um, itty bitties that I'm, I'm going to work out. I'm going to put them in. I'm going to assemble them in film appearance order. Uh-oh. That's the order I'm going for. What do you That's think of cool. that? I like yeah, that. So- I, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, I got to say, uh, you know, I saw several pictures that you posted of your old setup in uh, Australia. So I'm looking forward to seeing what magic you make happen with this new setup. Mm. And then I've got um, I've got my vintage figures to put out and stuff. So, yeah, I'm in for a, a good weekend. I think it's really important that people set up their stuff well and display it and enjoy it. Like I yeah, um, for sure. James Burns, who um, founded you know JediUK.co. Am I saying that the right way? Jedi News. Jedi News. Yeah. He's a great guy. And before I knew him, I downloaded a TV show of him called Collectaholics or... <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> You've seen that episode? Yeah, because I heard him talking about it on their, uh, their podcast. I think Collector's Cast, isn't it? Don't yeah. they do Collector's Cast? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great show. Yeah, so I downloaded it as well and changed my life. Like just how he had all this stuff and, you know, it, it was the boxes, they were all in boxes. They were taking over his house. Like all the kids' rooms were smaller. Like it was, you know, a way bigger problem than I had. But I had a lot of stuff in boxes. And then it's like, well, get rid of half of it. You're never going to have room to display all this stuff. Get the stuff that you love, settle up nice and be around it and let it make you happy rather than like boxing it up for this day that, you know, might never happen. How, how do you display your stuff, Oz? Well, I'm actually in the middle of um, getting my collection room together. I have uh, like a pretty small little setup in our living room for mostly my Funko Pops and stuff. And then we have one of those like, you know, those shelves that fit right in the corner, like a corner shelving unit. Um, mm-hmm. And I've got some, you know, things here and there on that, like stuff that listeners have sent and my two carded vintage figures that I have. I don't have a very large carded vintage collection, but I've got two of them and uh, some little stuff like that. Unfortunately, right now I'm dealing with a little bit of a 
collector holic situation where there's a lot of stuff in boxes and stuff. So I'm in the middle of getting my Star Wars room together because we have a, a whole spare bedroom that we don't use. And oh. uh, I'm hoping to get that together in time for The Last Jedi because it's also going to be like my new studio room for the podcast. Uh, so I'd love that. So uh, I would like to get that together because we're probably going to have, you know, all kinds of people over to record uh, after The Last Jedi like we did last year. So that's the goal right now. Yeah, well, because, you know, we just, you know, Jackie's been in this apartment since December and I've been here for one month. I turned one month the other day, although I haven't actually been here the whole time. But um, so we're going to have a housewarming and I need I need the shelves perfect for the housewarming because although most of the people coming won't care, I will go into a shame spiral of anxiety standing by the cabinet all night going, yeah, it's not set up yet. Right. Like, I'm not going to leave it like that. And so, so Jackie um, has been just trolling me all week. Like, oh, I love how you got that plastic bag set up in there. It's really good. You know? <laughs> and I'm just like, shut up. Shut up. I'm like, go to New York. So, um, uh, it's been Speaking of me. collectibles, I know you're a fan of a good Star Wars Japanese collectible. Oh. Um, and I got my shipping notice on a figure that I've had pre-ordered since like the beginning of the year. And I cannot wait till it comes in. Are you familiar with, um, I may be pronouncing these incorrectly, Nindoroid Star Wars figures? No! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, like this reverse superiority. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're called Nindoroids. And they're sort of these anime-inspired Star Wars figures. They haven't done a lot of them. I think they've done a Stormtrooper and Darth Vader and uh, maybe like a Kylo, but their Boba Fett is uh, just hitting shelves and stuff now, so that's what I got the uh, the shipping notice for, and it comes with this little anime-inspired Han and Carbonite that, I, like, I melt every time I see like. It's perfection. It's perfection molded in plastic. Give me, give me the spelling on this. Uh, N-E-N-D-R-O-O-I-D. Okay, so, okay, that's come up. Okay, so I've gone to the Wikipedia. That's not going to help me. Nindo draw, Nindo, Nindo Roid. It's so weird. Okay, and you got the Boba Fett. All right. Right. Let's check this out. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so and 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 it comes with that carbonite. Yep. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That is nice. And uh, man, that that Dinty's helmet is serious. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Well, we were talking on the phone the other day about the SH Figure Arts, which I, I think you've just sampled. Yeah, you've got yourself a Django Fett. Is that correct? Yes, and a um, a tank trooper. Uh, either on the way or soon to be shipped. Okay, well, I'm getting confused with these because they've got these exclusive ones now. And for people who don't know, this is sort of like the Japanese version of the Hasbro Black series, which I absolutely adore. And I've got about 20 unopened figures sitting next to me that I'm going to be cracking open over the weekend. And it might seem weird that I've got 20, but I've been collating these over the last year and a half. So I am chomping to open them up and I've been too scared to because of all the little parts and stuff. So what's the deal with these exclusive ones? Um, so as far as I know, the first one that they've done, that's a, and they called it an online exclusive, right? It's uh, Qui-Gon, right? Mm-hmm. I, keep, I keep seeing Qui-Gon show up on my, tw- uh, my timeline or yeah, my Twitter timeline. And people say it's an online exclusive. Now, I don't know if that means you have to order it directly from Bandai or if it's only available to certain online retailers. I'll say this. The site I use primarily for the SH Figure Art stuff, Hobby Link Japan, doesn't mm-hmm. have Qui-Gon on there for pre-order or anything yet. So I you know, can't figure it quite out myself yet. Hmm. 
I don't know what's going on. I, it, it just doesn't seem to be a good resource. Yeah, in this day and age with technology and stuff, I figured there would be like, you know, some way to figure this stuff out a little easy, more easily. And I've looked into it because I'm a fan of Qui-Gon and eventually I'd like to get the whole little setup with a Darth Maul and Obi-Wan and have them having a little duel of the fates action going on in my display case. But yeah, I can't figure it out. The Darth Maul, I haven't opened up my Darth Maul yet, but I did play with Chris Fresh of the Geek Dudes, who they're, they're turning 100. They just recorded their 100th episode yesterday, so congratulations to them. And it, not safe for work, you guys. Go into that one. <laughs> I love the show, but I'd understand if someone didn't want to listen to it, which is <laughs> an interesting conundrum for someone to be in. But he's got the Darth Maul, and I had a bowl. Like, you can set him up in the most amazing poses. It's incredible. But I was very worried about this Padme figure, which was an online exclusive as well. That's right. That's the other one. I forgot about that one. And it's skyrocketing to like 180 bucks American on eBay. But I found one on another Japanese site that had been opened once for display. So it was going a bit cheaper. So I got that with the Han Solo and the Chewbacca. That's on the way. So that's going to be my little oh, treat. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm then very into them. And I went to the comic book shop on the way back from Costa Mesa pause. And I picked up Darth Vader issue number two. Now, this is Darth Vader. I don't understand. Let, let, first of all, I like this issue. I, I don't get why they started another series about Darth Vader and they didn't give it a, a subtitle. Like there's, right. Do you know what I mean? I bought Darth Vader number two two years ago. Like I don't understand why it's like Saber Search, Darth Vader Saber Search, or Sith Mission, or, or, or just anything. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really confusing and doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. And, but apart from that, it's great. I am someone that I had, I went into Marvel, like, with such high hopes, and my hopes, I I were not met. I've been Mm -hmm. very um, disappointed by the, you know, a lot of the the silliness and the, the dis, sort of, what I, taking away the importance of things that happen in the films. But um, this Darth Vader one, he's looking for a new kyber crystal for his lightsaber after Revenge of the Sith. And Palpatine has made him, set him the task of that he has to defeat another Jedi without a lightsaber to get his lightsaber to then make that kyber crystal bleed. And, yeah, he, he goes to a Jedi outpost, like a space station, and it, it's quite a, uh, a cool adventure. Like, it's not doing too much. It's just doing enough. I, I hope that this is how we travel, with, with, with like, low blood, low blood pressure comic book <laughs> reading for Steel Saunders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's one I want to check out because it seems like um... – all my friends that are still into the comics are, are really into that one right now. And we actually just had a new comic book shop opened up like five minutes from my house. So it would be really, like a, yeah, I was super. And I didn't even know the other day, Jesse and I went to get sushi and right next to like our favorite sushi restaurant, there's a brand new, all nice and shiny uh, comic book store open. So I think I'm going to go in there and uh, pick up the first couple of issues and see what I think of it. Interesting. Is it an existing store that's opened a new branch or it's just a totally new business? It, is, it appears to be um, an, uh, a totally new business. It used to be kind of like a high-end thrift store that was in this space where like, I think they would go to like estate sales and gar- garage sales and stuff and, um, and buy up stuff and then sell it at their store, but they closed down about a year back and that place had just been empty and uh, a comic book and gaming store moved in in its place. So I'm pretty stoked. Nice. Very cool. You can go in there and just be the local celebrity whores. 
Yeah, I don't know about all that. (laughs) (laughs) But I was shocked to go into the comic book shop and I'm not, because I've moved, I, I have brought, I hope I've brought all my comics with me. But I know I've got a few gaps, so I've got to. I've downloaded a few like iPhone comic book catalogers, and I'm right. going to go through and check it off. And I know I've got a few that I've got to fill in. But so, but when I go in, the ones that I can eye that I definitely know I don't have, I will buy. And I ended up buying like seven, no, one, two, three, four, five, six different comics. So they're, they're pumping them out. There is this one I'd never even heard of, Hawes, Star Wars Droids Unplugged. I've never heard of that either. I was as well. I was like, is this a new thing? But no, it's Marvel. It's number one in the series. And on the cover, you've got a, a sort of cool overhead drawing of R2, BB-8, and some sort of probe droid... From my layman's view, I would say it's one of the Sith, you know, one of Darth Maul's little um, probes, but it might just be a probe, you know, of whatever. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's what that is. No. 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 I should have opened this book before I bought it. The wacky comics from the back of the Darth Vader Oh, I've heard about that. Like the the B story that that's at the end of the Darth Vader number one. I've heard uh, about. Ah, uh, this is not good at all. No. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll just. Good stuff. Droids unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've heard live disappointment. Uh, <laughs> portrayed that well oh my goodness are you okay buddy all right now i've got to open this poe dameron annual i hope that's a different thing uh, than oh, watch out there might be a, a giant egg in that one wow all right well but um yeah so i've got uh, a dr afro to catch up on i've got a poe dameron i've got a poe dameron annual i've got a, a star wars episode 32 which is part of that screaming <laughs> citadel uh deal which i haven't really dipped into but um um, I, I read the Darth Vader one instantly because I was up to date with it because it was number two. And it's traveling well. There, w- there was a shot in there of him holding a green lightsaber and someone posted that online. And my instant thing was to retweet with a great amount of fury. But <laughs> I, being a fully grown adult, I was like, no, no, I'll get, I'll get the comic. And then I'll see if I should be angry. And as it turns out, the way the story was going, it's it's fine. So there you go. I've, I'm I'm evolving as a as a person, horse. Well, congratulations, buddy. I'm, I think that one. The you know, if there's an area that I would like to know more about Darth Vader in this sort of reset canon, it would be the the time right after Revenge of the Sith. So I can definitely get down on that. I liked the. Um, Darth Vader and Palpatine, Palpatine interactions in the first Vader comic, I guess, volume one of Darth mm-hmm. Vader. So if there's some of that action going on, I'd be stoked to see that as well. One critique of this Darth Vader, this issue in particular, this dude cannot draw the back of his helmet for quids. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, I- I've heard uh, at, at, at times. At times, it looks like this is this is a great analogy. It looks like Jerry Seinfeld's hair when his shower's not working. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's just <laughs> soggy or something. It's not good. <laughs> no yeah, buys. Of all the you know praise I've heard put onto this newest series, the one complaint that I've seen people even have is the artwork is being is being on a little uh uneven i guess yeah it's a little bit uh up and down they so they go to this old jedi like space station and they show troopers like you know they're like there to get all the the artifacts and stuff and they sort of show this jedi cupboard with just all these robes on mannequins just set up and it's just like 
what is the scenario that the Jedi are setting up these mannequins in robes? Like, do they is not like have the cool, bat like, cave hangers? or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> That's so <interesting>. weird. <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, I, 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 it's a bit of a karma week in uh, Star Wars news. I'm a bit Han Soloed out myself. But, Me um, too, buddy. If, uh, if people have got new stuff to add to it, sure, call in. But um, feel free to call in about anything that you wish. Now, Hawes, you said to me just before we went to air, there was a bit of breaking news about Comic-Con and Star Wars or a bit of non-news. Where, where, tell us what's going on. Yeah, so I, uh, I saw this pop up like literally as I was setting up to jump on the call-in show. And it was from Jedi News, and they report that there will be no Last Jedi presentation at Comic-Con this year. There will be a booth, and apparently that's going to be where they, you know, where all their focus is. But they said no, you know, like Hall H presentation and no interviews for The Last Jedi at Comic-Con. Do you want me to read the, the statement from Lucasfilm? pretty short give me the statement i love it our presence at san diego comic-con 2017 will be focused on our booth on the convention floor so there will be no press events or interview opportunities this year and that's what they had to say hmm. well, we've got d23 the week before and uh, we know there's going to be a ton of star wars stuff going on there with The Last Jedi and also the Star Wars land. And I, I heard a whisper there was a bit of a um, Disney event yesterday, I believe, where high-end Disney employees were invited to see a model of the Star Wars land. So, Oh, that's cool. So I'm going to guess that that's going to be on display at D23. And as someone that loves a miniature model of anything. <laughs> like I can go, like I love, like even like the most boring office building, if they've got a model of that building in the building, I'm like, yes, that's awesome. So if there's a model of this Star Wars line that I can check out at D23, like, you know, with little fake people and stuff. Oh yes. man. So uh, in that regard, have you ever, seen pictures of people that do the like really intricate star wars dioramas and stuff man that's something i could get behind if i had the room and the skill to put that together what do you mean like for action figures and stuff yeah like well you'll see people do like these dioramas of the battle of hoth and it'll be this huge display with like you know carved styrofoam to look like the the uh, you know the planet and there'll be ATATs and feeders and all that good stuff set up. It's really cool stuff. Um, I love a good diorama. I Me too. I'm on a few groups. You know, I don't have, I, I long ago, I admitted to myself that I, I, I'm just not, I'm not the guy for this, but I did at one point in the late nineties have a half built Jabba's palace to scale three and sort of, three and three quarter inch diorama going. It was massive. It was like, like a tennis, a ping pong table wide. It was yeah. So yeah big. That's, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And like I said, if I had the, the artistic ability and the room, I, I could see myself really getting into that man. <laughs> Just, oh, this room is my indoor room. Check it out. Yeah, well, there was um, that guy, Frank, that does the dioramas at Star Wars Celebration. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Did you see that this year? And he had the, you know, like the Hot Wheels Death Star Trench thing going. I sure did. It was impressive. Yeah, so he, I, I, I think it's called Diorama Workshop now, but it used to be called Yub Nub's Universe, and, <laughs> which is pretty sick. And yeah, so that was like late 90s and 2000s. And he would just have like build these amazing dioramas, but would make it so, and he probably still does this where you can download all the, 
the graphics to like to you know so you've got the Death Star prints like the walls and stuff. Oh, you know I mean? okay. Yeah. So he so so you could laser print out the the walls and it would look like Cloud City or the Death Star or, and stuff like that. It was it was really cool. It would sort of show, like it was a bit of a how to and uh, also a bit of a how good am I at doing this, which you know deserved. I, I, I would click on it all the time and did, did some amazing like Death Star work and stuff. So that's all good. But um, how about we take some calls, Horse? Sounds excellent, my friend. Let's go to a Patreon member and also the guy that writes the show notes for this show every week, Brad Love. How you doing, buddy? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good, buddy. Real good, real good. Are you doing notes now or are you going to do it later? Look, I don't want to pull back the curtain, but uh, yeah, I'm doing them now. <laughs> <laughs> Live notes. Can you, like, all right, so um, Steel talks about live notes. Can you make that a note? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brad oh. sounds like he's crying on air. Make that a note too. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, are, you, are you having like a weird inception thing here, Brad? Are you, are you still with us, buddy? <laughs> Broke Brad. Uh, sort of. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, that was awesome. Um, I didn't have a reason for calling in. Uh, everyone was talking, you know, they've talked Han Solo to death, but nobody's talked the important questions. There's been, like, rumors that he was too much like Ace Ventura. But, like, which Han Solo scenes in the original trilogy would you have liked to see played by Jim Carrey doing his best <laughs> oh, Ace Ventura? Oh, without question, I've got it already. The Jabba the Hutt special edition scene. It would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it, it could have been pretty funny if when uh, Leia's, like, I love you. And Han played by Jim Carrey turns around and says, I know out of his butt. That could have been pretty funny. (laughs) What's wrong with the Falcon? It's smoking. (laughs) Like a glove. Well, he just hangs his head out the window as he's going through hyperspace. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is there uh is there any uh if they had to have Jim Carrey in Star Wars is there anybody you think he'd actually be able to pull off without ruining the story? Mm. Oh. I don't know about an established character but have him play like an alien or something I I guess that could work all right. Yeah, he 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 it'd be interesting to have a, a Jim Carrey Jar Jar. <laughs> You know, I kind of wondered if, like, maybe George's kids were really into, like, Dumb and Dumber or something, or or, or Ace Ventura, and he was like, oh, I can do better than that. Watch this, kids. Hold my beer. Here comes Char Jar. Hold my Diet Coke and my noodles. Yeah. yeah. I, I just like that George Lucas and I have the same soda preference. That makes me happy. Diet Coke? Yeah. Worst. Worst. Yeah. It, it tastes so bad. Someone was having a go at me about that. I think Jason was having a go at me um, last night because I, I showed this thing at the live show. We did, we did the live podcast last week at Nerd Melt, at Meltdown Comics. And this isn't on the podcast because it's a bit too visual, but I showed th- this sort of these slides that, you know, that combine together make a very amusing little bit. But I showed that I replicated the George Lucas noodle photo. Now, if people don't know, George Lucas went to Adelaide, a, a small city in Australia. Very weird for him to be there because his wife had a, um, a speech to give there. And he went to just a, a food court, like just a very average mall food court and bought $9 noodles 
that came with a free Coke and he got the Diet Coke. And when I replicated the photo, I got a normal Coke because I thought continuity to de- you know, be damned. I rarely have soda and I'm not going to get the bad tasting version. Like, <laughs> and so, so I, put my, I, put my, I put my taste buds over continuity. It's your own little special edition change. Ah, thanks. Does that make nice. you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll host on my joke. <laughs> oh, buddy. That's why I love you. You're right on par. You're always thinking what I'm thinking. That's why he's the, the best in the game. Yeah, he's just quicker and a bit funnier. So the, the new and approved. <laughs> I'm, so I'm like Coke, too. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, the, 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 Jim, the, the Jim Carrey thing, I, I think it's also, it, it's one of those Chinese whispers things, you know, someone said to someone and then it's, you know. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it's one of those things kind of like Kathleen Kennedy didn't like the way they folded her, their socks. Like, I think that was hyperbole for the article's sake. You know, oh, no, 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 no. I took that quite literally. I took that oh, quite literally. Really? Okay. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people that are like, better not fold your socks the wrong way if you're going to direct Star Wars. <laughs> what about my boxes, Kathleen? How do I have to fold them? But that being said, Steele, how would you feel like, let's say, you know, they call you up and say, Steele, we want you to direct a Star Wars movie. And you go in for the interview with Kathleen, and the first question she asks you, she slides a pack of unfolded socks over to you and just gives you the look. <laughs> That's the audition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I go into the meeting at Lucasfilm and I go into her office and I, I go, oh, that, 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 that's weird. Is, is that my bedside cupboard? <laughs> she opens it up and she goes, what is that? What is this? They are scratched together. <laughs> and I don't get the job. Bad luck. Bad what, luck. what if it's all a trick? It's all a trick questioning. You're not supposed to roll, uh, fold them. You're supposed to roll them in a ball. <laughs> and that's 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 what I do. I'm a bowler. Yeah, me too. So I guess yeah, if, if that's the case, then hey, we're good. Well, uh, All right, yeah, guys, I'll, uh, I'll let you go. Thanks, Heath, Brad. And um, yep. now write down Brad hangs up. <laughs> All right. Write it down. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I think, I, think, I think Brad needs a lay down after getting worked <laughs> like that. Here's a cool bit of Star Wars news. I, I'm bummed out about the... I'm, I'm bummed out about the comic-con thing yeah i I figured you would be because uh i know you had a lot of fun lining up for the force awakens stuff and that's a bummer i'm glad that jesse and i didn't end up getting tickets or something to that because i would have been real bummed to make the trip out there for no star wars and i and i'm extra bummed because we've been going to this um outdoor cinema in la and we're going there on tuesday to go see jurassic park for july 4th and I'm very excited. And I bought these awesome banana lounges, you know, like fold out sort of beach lounge sort of things. They call banana lounges everywhere or just in Australia? Um, I don't know that I've ever, I, I'm pretty sure I knew what you're talking about, but I don't know that I've ever heard it referred to as a banana lounger. Okay. Well, metal frame and then sort of like that plastic sort of vinyl-y stuff and they fold mm-hmm, out in three mm-hmm. pieces and then you're just, yeah. you know, you're killing it on the beach. So we, we bought some of those to sit at the outdoor cinema and we tested it out. Um, we went the other night and they were so comfortable and I was just like, I can't wait for a camp out line because I am just going to be killing it. Like I'm going to be so comfy. I'm just going to be, you know, podcasting, laying back, have a beer in my hands and just everyone else is going to be on the ground like peasants. Dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, and, you'll, you'll still have the opportunity to do that at D23, right? Or do they not line up and stuff for that one? I'm not really familiar with that. Yeah, I'm going to get my head around how it works. I'm going, but I, I sort of don't get it. 
yet. Okay. So. But yeah, I the like last year the Comic Con it was you know super fun and there was still a lot of Star Wars stuff to do, but just not having that giant, you know, that event and 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 also that challenge, you know, that mental test out there. But um, in in some happy Star Wars news halls that I was very excited about, um, the George Lucas Museum, his narrative museum, has been. Uh, Stamped and approved for LA. Awesome! That he's that's been a long time coming. I feel like he's been Ooh, working yeah. on that since he sold uh, sold uh, you know Star Wars to Disney. Yeah, so it was originally you know San Fran and then Chicago, then there was maybe back to San Fran, but bang, Saunders coming correct hometown or adopted hometown. But either way, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's very exciting. So, yay, LA, and um, the uh, the couch is here for you, horse. The couch is here for you. Oh, uh, you know, we will definitely be making a trip out that way before too long. In fact, I'm considering putting the mega butter buttering up moves on Jesse to see if we can't get out there in August when you're doing your show and stuff, but. Oh, we'll that'd be dope. Yeah, so August 12th, we're back at Nerd Melt. And that was, it was so fun, man. Like, it was, um, we had Chris Gore from Film Threat and Jenny Nicholson from uh, Screen Junkies and YouTube. And it was super, it was a super funny episode. And there was tons of, you know, Jason and Amanda came down and Stephen Stanton was there. And then a, a bunch of crew went to a bar across the road. And it was really cool. I got to meet Brittany. Uh, yeah, uh, San Diego um, correspondent. I got to meet um, Lumberjack Nick, who was the most I got a nice guy, but the most disappointing Lumberjack I've ever met. <laughs> he just <laughs> does not live up to it. Does not live up to it. All right, let's keep those calls going and let's go to a bit of royalty. I think we've got here with King Tom. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. How's it going, Hot and Steel? Thanks for being around for this. Nice. Uh, how's it going, Your Highness? Going all right. This is the, the you know like the second time I get Hawes' voice today. It's 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 not overload yet, but I'm wondering when it will be. True. Yeah, I w- I was just listening to it on the way back as well. The new um, Blue Harvest just went up, and Hawes has a mystery hole in the front yard of his house. So <laughs> which it's chipmunks confirmed. It's chipmunks. Oh, oh really? Okay. Good. Yeah, That's awesome. yeah, it's chipmunks. Um, yeah, Jesse uh, saw killer bees. Yeah, Jesse saw one stick its little head out this mm-hmm. afternoon when she was leaving for work. And are you podcasting from out there, waiting for it to pop out so you can give it a big old hug? Oh, I I will be friends with it. I just have to do some research and figure out what kind of tasty treats chipmunks prefer. <laughs> What's on your mind, uh, King? I, I did have a question, but I, I do want to comment on something you guys were talking about a few minutes ago. Um, the art for the Darth Vader comic. I know the guy has a little bit to learn about how to draw Vader's helmet, but I would take him any day over the guy who drew the last Darth Vader comic. I don't, I'm blanking on his name right now. He's a good artist. He did some issues with the X-Men that I've seen. But when it comes to Star Wars, a lot of his characters look like they were taken straight from still frames of the movie. Uh, like shots, shots mm. um, the, the Emperor in the original Vader run, he did the, um, the Yoda on the planet of the rock people. Yoda looked like the ugly Phantom of the Menace puppet. It looks like just like frames from the movie. And then when he draws Vader, he like the perspective was all off. There were some panels where it looked like it was like Kiety Mundy under Vader's helmet. It just really <laughs> bugs me. Ooh. Wow. And Hans knows how much that bugs me. <laughs> the the thing with like the nineties was huge for just, you know, the, the freeze frame of a shot or a classic photo of one of the original trilogy cast members. And then, painting them a bit older and putting them on a cover. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, yeah. and if, if you're like so entrenched in Star Wars and you've, you know, you've poured over all the media, it's just, it glares out instantly to you. It's like, well, that's, 
that photo with now he's got gray hair. Yeah, I right. think a, a, a good example of that that a lot of people will probably know is the if you guys remember the original cover for the first of the Thrawn books from Timothy Timothy Zahn, there's a shot of Leia on that book and it's indoor Leia like holding her gun yeah. when her and Wicket are hiding from the um, the scout troopers and like even as a kid I was like, well that that's not right that's indoor Leia. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking for Wicked on the other side of the cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that must have been so disappointing. So disappointing. <laughs> and then I read the book and it got worse. But um, <laughs> what, what do you actually think of uh, these Darth Vader comics, Tom, the new, new series? I, I, didn't, I had a few problems with the first one, um, the first run, but I liked it overall. This one, I feel like it's more focused. It's telling, it's actually telling a story that we can follow as opposed to, okay, what wacky stuff are they going to come up with next? Because you know, okay, he's going to get his lightsaber. He's learning how to be a Sith. And like you guys were talking, the, the scenes between Palpatine and Sidious and Vader, those are great. Mm-hmm. And even in the, they had some in the Obi-Wan and Anakin comics. There was a limited series. And I just feel like whenever, you know, I, I don't know if I want to, Full series of him, but whenever they have him in these limited appearances, it's gold. <laughs> Why isn't it called Round Team? <laughs> it's, as soon as good old uh, mate Sheev sent Darth Vader on a mission away, I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> good work." Yeah, because that's that's what the comic should be: missions away, like mm-hmm. like not. To go interact with new characters, not to yeah. you know, get run over by Han Solo in an ad at. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, like, like that to me is just like, like you know, like one of those games where you've got dice, and that's the like mm-hmm. it's like all right, it's okay. One dice has got you know Han Solo, ad at Darth Vader, and that's the <laughs> you know that, write a story about that. Great. Uh, so is this a new series? Is it? ongoing or is it one of their mini series i don't know yeah i've i've been looking and it's not as easy to find out about some of these new series as it was the older ones like Mm. whether it's ongoing or whether it's limited yeah Mm. that's weird because if it's ongoing it makes even less sense that they didn't retitle it or give it a different title or a Mm. subtitle yeah, that's yeah, that's confusing. But I like it. It's good. So ex- except for that droid mini comic, which Steel now has a second copy of the, the Vader series, has been really good. Yeah, I, right can't, I can't believe I bought a full comic of that. <laughs> I, oh. if, if only I recorded my reaction to finding out live. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for everybody to hear. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, one of the, the, the Patreon thing, I think the next Patreon bonus, I think we're about on about 230 Patreons at the moment, patrons. And I think at 300, the bonus is a weekly podcast where I live read the Marvel comic. Um, <laughs> like I give a live commentary as I read it. And I, I, I think what we just heard before was some pretty yeah. top shelf sizzle for... Uh, <laughs> yeah. How entertaining that be. People, what is it about me that people like to see me in pain? Like people, <laughs> why? What, what, what do I do? I can't I, put I, my I, finger on it, buddy, but it's pretty entertaining. You do it better <laughs> than anyone else. <laughs> I just, I'm nice, aren't I? Sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I don't think it's a matter yeah. of not being nice. I think it, you just have very... Uh, strong, entertaining reactions to stuff you don't like. So, like, Twitter's going right now. Twitter goes all the time, 24-7, everyone. It doesn't just stop. But Making Star Wars just posted up a little plug for my video with Jenny Nicholson. So I was on her show. (laughs) And they put this, you know, quite action-packed photo of me as the thumbnail with it looks like I'm in a lot of pain. And then Ben Layton, you know, he's a nice guy. He's a listener. He's retweeted it with the comment, the thumbnail sold me. 
just seeing steel in this kind of pain is the best. Well, it's always good to hear from a fan, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, well, it was great to hear from you, King. And uh, thank you very much. let's, Let's do it again next week. All righty. We'll take one more call before we go to the Patreon bonus time. If you're listening live, it will still continue. If you're listening on demand on iTunes, uh, you can become a patron to hear the extra bonus time. It's normally half an hour to an hour longer of more calls and chat. And as well as that, you are becoming a patron. It's like $3 a month. And you get the Making Steel Wars show every week that I do with Jason Ward, uh, weekly Q&A episode and access to all our back episodes in full, while also getting the warm glow of supporting some sweet, sweet content. Let's go to Oklahoma and Aaron. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, guys? How's it going, buddy? How are you Living doing, the huh? dream. Talking Star Wars on the internet. The best. Hard to argue that. It is, in fact, the best. For sure. What's on your mind, buddy? What's on your mind? Well, first of all, dioramas rule. And (laughs) if you guys are ever in Dallas, the sixth or or fifth, I can't recall, museum, the JFK Museum about the uh, Dealey Plaza shooting, there is an amazing diorama there. You can see the whole plaza, all the little figures and stuff on the grassy knoll pretty great so really yeah, all, right. Go to all right check out that all right well you don't know what so does it what, what sort of tale does it tell conspiracy or tinfoil hat wearing well it's uh, uh it's it's an official museum so i don't it doesn't go too crazy i think it just sticks to the warren report tell us the truth man <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if, if the news came out that, you know, there was some conspiracy afoot and, like, it was confirmed and then the poor diorama maker has to go in and make changes? Because <laughs> I've that heard people great. have gone to that – I've heard people have gone to that plaza and just gone, there's no way that dude's shooting from that window. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it totally It totally could have happened. I've been there multiple times. Oswald totally could have gotten that shot off. Really? Yeah. yeah he probably uh, could have gotten that shot off. I'll have to say. I'm not saying uh, he did, but <laughs> I'm just nice, saying it's possible. A nice JFK conspiracy documentary. If I see one of those pop up on like Netflix or Hulu, I'm always about it. I'm going to watch oh, it. How can you Dude, not? You got to go then. You got to go. You got to like to like to be in the spot. Like they've got an X marked out on the road where you can stand if you want to stand in the exact spot where the final kill shot came from or, you know, hit Kennedy. It's like, if you want to get that deep into it, you can. Hmm. Hmm. You think the the motorcade would have avoided that X when it came around the corner, you know? (laughs) That's where, that's where I begin to think there was a bit of conspiracy, you know? Oh, the secret service is definitely in on it. They went right to the X. Hmm. Hmm. What's on your mind, well, Aaron? I'm, well, I'm glad I had that because I didn't have much other than uh, Han Solo stuff, and I didn't want to burden you guys with that. But I did think of a of a way to skirt around it. How do you think all of this stuff that's happened, which is – I think we can all agree. I mean, Ron Howard, great, all that. But we can all agree that it doesn't look good for Disney. The PR does not look good for Disney. It kind of looks – sounds like they're meddling. How do you think in the future – do you think they're going to learn from this? Hmm. Or, or are, is this going to be a continual thing or are they going to be like, look, we can't afford to have this happen every movie. So I'm wondering how, you know, do you know what they, do you know what I hope they learn from this? One film at a time, guys, let's just make one film at a time. Cause it's two films at a time. Things got a bit messy. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I hope they, I hope this is, you know, if in theory we really are going to get uh, a Star Wars movie every year for the foreseeable future, one's bound to have a bumpy production after this, just, you know, statistically. But I hope this is the last one for a while because it makes me too anxious. 
I just want these to go smoothly. And like, it has not really happened yet with the spinoffs, at least. The Last Jedi mm-hmm. seems like it's going great. And I'm super excited that there hasn't been, you know, a big controversy coming out of the set of that one. But I, I will admit that it looks bad, but it mainly looks bad, I think, because it's two spinoff, you know, two movies back to back, basically, that have had some sort of director issue, you know hopefully once things calm down or hopefully things will calm down eventually. Yeah. I, um, what will shut people up is a kick-ass film. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like if the film just comes out and it's a straight banger, then, you know, all the bloggers in the world you know, they're not going to be able to type about all this, you know, the drama. But if the film is not good, if Aiden doesn't come through as Han Solo, then yeah, oh, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, I hope it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how can you not? How can you not hope it's awesome? And I, I listened to a bit of I, I, I had heard it previously when it first came out, but um, I listened to a bit just. I was just in a Ron Howard mood while I was working yesterday and of his WTF with Mark Marin. And there can't be a nicer person in show Oh, I know. And uh, I don't know if you're into this sort of thing, but he also did. uh, Once you recommended that, I saw you recommend that on Twitter. I went and listened to that one again. And I also went back and listened to his Stern show interview from a few years back. And that one was really good, too. Oh, actually, I'll tell you what really got me is when I was going down to um, Jason's last night, I was listening to the Star Wars Underworld and they played a clip of a, a very recent, like in the last two week interview that he did. And the guy asked him about Star Wars and he talks about how he went and saw it with his wife. You know, he, you know, he, he didn't have free tickets or anything. He just paid to go see it, even though he, you know, he knew George Lucas. And then he said, to, he came out and was just blown away. You know, this is in 77. He said to his wife, oh, hey, do you want to see that again? And they're like, yep. And then they got in a 90-minute line to go see it again. And just by the way he talked about it, like now, like those memories, yeah. I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty good. Like, I know, like, and, 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 you know, that doesn't make a great film. But his heart, you know, he's an amazing film maker and his heart's in the right place. So... Yeah. So do you guys think that maybe this was something I was actually thinking about today. Do you think maybe he was in talks or had been talked to about possibly directing a Star Wars movie in the future, not Han Solo? And that is why they went to him so quickly after this all went down. Or do you think it was a matter of sitting down and looking at possible candidates and being like, well, if we can get Ron Howard, we should get Ron Howard. I don't know. I would he's say in the he's been in the pipeline for a while. I, I just I get the feeling as quickly as that announcement came out that they have been talking to Ron for a while. That's just kind of the feeling I I get, and it makes sense that maybe they were courting him for another movie down the road, and they were like, "Hey, we got an emergency. Do you want to step up on this one?" That would make sense to me. Yeah, that like I I would take that a good chance, or that he's just in the squad. Do you know what I mean? There's so right. Many, you know, so, someone posted up a photo of him at Skywalker Ranch having, you know, some lunch with Kathleen Kennedy and George and Kasdan, I think, like from years ago. Do you know what I mean? So he's, oh, okay. you know, he, he, he's in that sort of, you know, that sort of filmmaker squad. So it's, um, you know, either or, either or, I think, um, are possible. And, you know, uh, to me, it's just like, like, I, I don't really have anything else to, like, make a call on it. But yeah. is there, is there the caveat that if this kills it, then you get to do your um, Han Solo sequel from scratch? I would think so. I would think that if, if this is really well-received and does crazy, you know, at the box office like they have been doing, then I think for sure they'd give him the opportunity to do the sequel, if not another two movies. Uh, I, I just, I don't know why I could just see, you know, and this is not like, you know, 
breaking the internet or anything. I could just see them, this being the one that they would like to turn into its own sort of spinoff trilogy. So I, I think absolutely he would be given the opportunity uh, if he wants it. Now, um, I, I've, got, I've got a Star Wars trilogy to pitch to you, Hawes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. We're going to wrap this up. We'll go into the bonus section. I'm, I'm dropping some sizzle. There's no, no one better in the game at it than myself at dropping sizzle. And I have got a Star Wars trilogy to pitch to you that mm-hmm. I think you, you are going to love, my friend. Okay. You well, first off, love. how do you fold your socks? <laughs> <laughs> I wrap them two together. I wrap uh, the two of them together. And I tell you, I'll tell you something about my socks. They are all white, like ankle socks. Like they're all the ones that you, you, you can't really see when you wear them with sneakers. That's, that, they're the only socks I wear. That's what I got married in. <laughs> Roll right on. The, the, the thought of having socks go up my like, legs, it just feels constricting and it, it, it makes me very anxious. I, I, I don't want a part of that. Ah, okay. I don't. I don't wear socks tall enough to fold. I don't. I don't see the point. I. I. I don't get it. I also wear black socks, so you know, there's that. Well, I'm a white sock guy, so here we are, ebony and ivory, just living <laughs> together in perfect harmony. This is a beautiful thing. <laughs> beautiful thing. When when two two white guys can agree on different colored socks, we know that the planet is <laughs> in safe hands. You guys, we did it, Take you guys. That, <laughs> so we are going to go into the bonus section. Wait a minute, where's your trilogy? Oh, no, that's, I'm trilogy? sizzling that for afterwards, buddy. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm already lost. I was so lost in the conversation. Also, I keep forgetting that I'm kind of in on the conversation. It's just like I'm listening to a great podcast. It's, it's this is awesome. Yeah, it, it was really good, except for the guy that cut in when I was doing my red hot sizzle. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, that, that's uh, that's always the worst part when those uh, those a holes do that. I'll uh, I'll shut up now. Brad, I hope you're noting all this down, buddy. Live, <laughs> Aaron ruins podcast. Hey, I got hung up on last time. I got kicked off, so I think I'm doing all right now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's you have gone up in the world. Now, so if you want to uh, hear the, 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 the bonus section as well as, you know, the hours of bonus content, I think the Patreon listeners got about seven hours of listening in the past seven days, which is pretty good. $3 a month. Uh, sign up for that at steelwars.com or you can go to patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For normal episodes on the feed, we have got the live episode with Gene Nicholson and Chris Gore, and also our interview with Mike Quinn, who played Neam Numb, which has some red hot Star Wars onset stories. Now, Hawes Burkhart, yes, sir. you are the host of Blue Harvest, which just dropped a new episode today, and Rogue One, which, ah, oh, this week. My God, that, that Johnny Grasso, he had some red-hot fire. Those, those, those um, school holidays aren't doing him any help at all. He's got too much free time to dwell on anger. <laughs> I, you would figure he would... Like, I guess if I had two months, three months off in the summer, I would be in the best mood ever. I would just... <laughs> but not Johnny. Yeah, I guess he's just sitting around his house looking at his muscles and thinking about people that have pissed him off. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> But you guys, I can't vouch for those podcasts any more highly. I look forward to them every week and uh, devour them immediately. So check those out. Aaron, Aaron, we're going to bring you with us into the bonus area, into bonus time. Live listeners, stay with us. We will try to get all of your calls. Thank you guys so much. We will be back, I believe, we'll be doing the Friday night American time. No, actually, no, we'll do it again this time. Sorry, we'll be back to the Saturday time this time as well. So it'll be Saturday night in America, Sunday during the day in Australia because, you guys, Friday night, I'm doing something that is very weird to me. I'm Uh-oh. going to a sporting event. Oh, what, what happened? Why? It's Star Wars night at Dodgers Stadium. 
Oh, oh well, okay, if there's well, ever a reason well, to go. That's different. So take me out to the ball game. I cannot wait. I'll be there. Thank you so much, Hawes. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me, buddy. I really enjoy it. And oh, also, Good Sizzle, this Tuesday we'll have Brian Young from Full of Sith on the interview episode. So check that out and may that force be with you. Alrighty, Hawes. Yes, sir. Now, on Rogue One, you've been watching The Godfather. Yes. I think what we need mm-hmm. is a Star Wars, like, gangster. You know, everyone wants bounty hunters. Everyone wants them. You have, you have a few huts. You have some, maybe some slavers. I don't know. You have bounty hunters. But it is a trilogy. It is interwoven. And each film is in between. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Also, for more Star Wars podcasting, check out the Making Star Wars Podcast Network at makingstarwars.net.